0: July 18th, 2022. Let's talk about Kiri'ah for Yerushalayim and the Mikdash today. Of course, many of us are familiar with the fact that at the beginning of Avelut, a family member, one of the close family members passes away, there's a mitzvah to do Kiri'ah, to rend your garments, to rip your clothing at the onset of the Avelut. And uh, by extension, the Gemara and Masechet Moed Katan and Daf Kaf Vav, mentions Kiri'ah in other circumstances. Uh, Most specifically for us, in the context of seeing Yerushalayim, or seeing where the Mikdash once was. What would the idea be? The Gemara never mentions explicitly what the purpose of that Kiri'ah, but what several of the Rishonim seem to insinuate or state. Um, explicitly is that the purpose and reasoning for Agmat Nefesh. You're observing, you're seeing a place that was once filled with Kedushat Hashem, the ability for Am Yisrael to be there, populated and involved in Avodat HaKodesh. And now it's either desolate or it's not an operation. That's something that gives me sorrow and pain. And as a result, I do a Kiri'ah. It's a mitzvah it's to do so. Hang on, hang right. on. Yeah, the class is over now. Thanks a lot, Leo. in Ora in Simantaf. Samech Aleph, as a matter of fact, codifies these halachot that are found in that Gemara. Haroe, he first mentions, as the Gemara does, Are Yehuda Behurbanan. If you see the cities of Yehuda, that means in the portion of Yehuda, for example, Hevron, Yerushalayim, maybe Yeriho as well. It's as Omer Are Kochecha Hayu Midbar, or Are Kochecha Hayu Midbar, it's Pasuk in Yesha'aya veKore'a. You mention this Pasuk, how the cities of of your sanctity, of your holiness are now desolate, they're like wilderness. a desert, wilderness, if you will, and then you uh, rip your clothing. That's the first halakha. that one relevant today? Anyone ever do kiria when they entered Hebron? Has anyone ever done it when they entered, well, even Yerushalayim?
1: I've, I've seen someone tear their... Uh... Shirt when they haven't seen the cult, of not up
0: to that yet. No. We're in Are Yehuda, we're not up to that yet. Continue, yeah, that's funny. you see Jerusalem in its desolateness. You mentioned another Pasuk about. That empty uh, Yerushalayim, the Zion, and then you do a keri'a. Anyone ever seen that? So Joe says he has seen that. pasuk as <laughs> well from Sefer and you do kiri'ah. In each of these three circumstances, the Gemara, Harambam, by extension, Shulchanaruch, Posek, lahalacha, you have to do a kiri'ah. Of course, the question that is posed to us or I'm posing to you tonight is whether and how these are relevant to us today. We now have Yerushalayim. We have much of Are Yehuda with regards to our jurisdiction, our control over them. We might have even populated many of them. Should we do, be doing Kiri'ah in these circumstances? The way we'll have to analyze this is to define what is this Horban that we're referring to. Interestingly and importantly, Shohan Aruch does not mention the beta mikdash be maybe it's taken for granted. It just says, and the other two, there's a Hurban, the are yehuda in Yerushalayim, that's mentioned in their context. So we'll have to pay attention to that as well. I will mention already that during the time of Shohanaruch Radvat, Rabbi David ben Zimran and Sheilot, Tishbot, and Bet, he mentions the fact that nobody seems to be doing these kiri'ot on are yehuda in Yerushalayim. Later on, about 300 years later, or 250 years later, in Maran HaChidar, Yosef David Azulai, he as well mentions nobody seems to be doing this when they visit those places, which means even before the conquering of Jerusalem in 1967, even before we had political control and population of those places, and specifically Yerushalayim, it appears as if, quote-unquote, this was a neglected halacha. Yes.
1: Are these the only times that you would do kirya besides for if you're in Avil?
0: No. If you see a sefer Torah, if you're there, there are a few other notable exceptions but these are notable circumstances where you do it. But uh, in order to analyze this in today's day and age, uh, back then we can question why people weren't doing it. In today's day and age, maybe we could find more of an angle of reason to maybe exempt you from doing Kiryat, of course, most notably and specifically because we have Yerushalayim, Harabayit biadenu, as famously was said during the 1967 Six Day War. Bet Yosef Maran bi Yosef Karo, in source number two, right there, in Simantaf kof Samech Aleph, seeks to define those words, that word, Bechurban. What does it mean in its destructive state? So he has two interpretations. First and foremost, and he, he's talking specifically in the context of Arey Huda it would appear that you can extend it to Yerushalayim as well. That word is mentioned in both contexts. The first interpretation of Bet Yosef is, hainu <speaking> shehen <in> harevot <Hebrew> kelau. It's specifically in a circumstance where there's no one living in Jerusalem or Are Yehuda. That's clearly not relevant today. The second interpretation of Beit Yosef on the second line, If you don't have full jurisdiction, if you're not in control, if it's owned by the non-Jews, that's also a horban also not really the relevant circumstance it's true, unless so. you deal unless you're dealing with yeah. a specific zone where it is outside of but the old yeah. city uh, even yes go ahead
1: yeah but that but they didn't they didn't they didn't rent their garments even before that's uh, right
0: or, i said i'm not resolving the old minhag nah. i'm suggesting for today's day and age maybe we'll have to discuss from the post scheme of the last uh, 50 or so 60 years uh, whether it's still relevant in the way that we won't have to wonder about it any longer mm-hmm. we'll know perhaps why it yeah. shouldn't or isn't practiced either one of these two interpretations of Horban that bet yosef mentions are both or neither one of them is relevant today because we both have people living there and we furthermore have control over them. In Shailot, Tushbot Yaskila Abdi, in source number three, was one of the great rabbis of Yerushalayim. He was born in Syria. He died in the 1970s. Or he rather died in 1969, two days after the Six Day War, uh, two years after the Six Day War. Excuse me. He writes the following: Mize After he deals with many of the sources that we mentioned already, she'atah b'shana He says, "Biyom kavav tafshin kavzay." He's talking about 1967. Ish shekamu alenu malchey arav arav lahashmid zoni Israel. The Arabic nations sought to destroy us. And the Israeli defense, Israel defense force Sahal was able to stave off and control and conquer. conquer. In just a few days, no more than six days, we were able to be successful. You feel his religious fervor in this teshubah. As a result, many people have the following question: al do we still need to do Kiri'ah for Yerushalayim? And furthermore, Makoma Mikdash. Meaning, seeing Harabayt, seeing the Kotel, as you mentioned earlier. And that really will define the two questions that we want to address in this class. We want to talk about Yerushalayim and Makob HaMikdash. So that's the question. In today's day and age, specifically, no longer wondering why in the past they didn't, but is this relevant to us today? Several poskim with regards to Yerushalayim make clear no longer a necessity to do a kiriyah. Why not? to Shabbat Igrot Moshe, source number four even though we haven't been fully redeemed Mashiach is not here um, due to our, um, uh, our uh, sins and iniquities. And, I nonetheless, don't need to do kiri'ah on site of Jerusalem. It's no longer controlled by non-Jews. If you recall, that was the second reason of Bet Yosef. If we have control, we're not doing kiri'ah. What's the logic? We're not, there's no agmat nefesh anymore. longer. You even
1: call like, parts of Hebron and East Jerusalem and stuff like it's that. Still controlled if it's
0: still co- controlled by Jews, it appears okay. if we're following that second reason of Beit Yosef and Rabbi Ab- Ab- Moshe Feinstein, would argue. What that... About you know, the things, it, it, what about
1: the places that are completely controlled by Palestinians?
0: So then the argument would but be... But you wouldn't that,
1: be able to go in, I guess.
0: In okay, but if you see it, maybe in some way you should still do a kiria. Well The argument would be that you should. Go ahead. Uh,
1: this is specifically talking about Arei Yehuda and
0: not Harabite? No, no, no. This is this is, Yerushalayim, not Harabite. Not Harabite. We, we haven't addressed Harabite ah, yet. We so can't apply it We haven't yet. We'll discuss if you can apply it the same logic. Hazon Ovadiaz, Vaday Yosef in his book on the Four Aniyot on page Taflamet Ulam, Kayom Enoagim agim l'kro'a Arei Yehuda v'Yerushalayim. We no longer have the minhag to tear for sight of Arei Yehuda, any of the... Uh, cities of Yodah and Yerushalayim. We're not certain in the exact place of cities, of ancient cities. Of course, we know some of them, but we don't know all of them. The But furthermore, Am Israel are in control of them, and as a result, there's no necessity, there's no there's no sorrow and agony in sight and understanding the place that once was and is today. We're excited about it today. Is this accepted by all? Not accepted by all. Reb Shlomo Zalman Arbach, for example in source number 6 in his he makes the following claim, he says but look at Jerusalem today. It still has masjids, it still has mosques it still has knessiot, it still has uh, churches. As a result he says until we've cleansed so to speak, ethnically cleansed, not by killing, but by taking over in the full sanctity sense, Jerusalem. Uh, and you know what What's that? Uh, I know, I knew the personality well enough. R- uh, R- so, R- 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 Rav, Rav Shlomo, R- R- no, no, no. So, <laughs> Rav Shlomo Zalman says, until we have full, it's a hard claim that until we have full sovereignty to the extent that it's a theocracy and we have full control. never full. That's what. That's why it's a hard claim. But his claim nonetheless rings true with respect to and you'd have to, it's somewhat subjective, the religious nature of the city today. And so his claim is, until it's a religious nature, I'm I'm a little bit diluting his words, but until it's religiously where we, quote, want it to be, we're still doing kiria. Uh, My father's rabbi, Rabbi Salavetchik, as reported by his student here in source number seven, in the book Nefesh Harav, he, from a different angle, agrees with Rabbi Shlomo Zalman His angle goes as follows. He says, the way you define Yerushalayim,
1: Does that mean that he was that he was doing kaddisha every time he
0: went to Jerusalem? Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach Arbach lived in Jerusalem. So the halacha, as Shohan Aruch only mentions one. it, is only if you don't see any of these places 30 within days. 30 days. Yeah. So he was always seeing it. If you live in Yerushalayim, and we're going to get to talking about Makom HaMikdash, it might apply over there if you haven't seen it within 30 days. Mm-hmm. But that being the case, Rabbi Salvechik, the claim he had was that you're understanding Yerushalayim in a narrow sense, even if you define it by the control of Yisrael or the inhabitants of Yisrael, the control and inhabitants are only means and methods to getting to Kiddushat Yerushalayim. Not Kiddushat Yerushalayim, as Rabbi Arbach talked about with regards to having synagogues and sanctity in that respect, but beyond that, he says, Kiddushat Yerushalayim, if you think about what Yerushalayim once was, you had Mikdash in the center, so to speak, and then you had Yerushalayim, which had a significant status. For example, Maasir Sheni was to be eaten, not only in the Mikdash, but in Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim had a sanctity, which was born from the existence of the Mikdash, a halachic sanctity, not just a practice sanctity. He says, until you have that kiddushah, which of course is only restored with the rebuilding of the Mikdash, then Yerushalayim as well is as, quote-unquote and as a result, you're going to continue doing Keriya. It has a certain sanctity level a little lower than kedushat the even though we have control of the old city, it still has the status of Horban for Kiriyah. Specifically, and only the rabbis were nervous and focused on the loss of that halachic status. The inherent status of Yerushalayim, which means to say, when we when we when all the dust is settled with regard to this first issue of whether you're to tear your clothing for seeing Yerushalayim, it's a aposkim. On the one hand, Rabbi, Shlomo, excuse me, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, Chacham Yosef, together with as well Chacham hadaya Hadeya, in that tishubah that we mentioned his beginning of the conversation, and several many others make the argument that today, after 1967, when we have control of Jerusalem when we've inhabited Yerushalayim, even though we want it to be better, even though we're seeking greater sanctity. As a matter of fact, Chacham Vadya Yosef himself, see there was a debate between Chacham Vadya and several others, Rabbi Shlomo Gorin, more specifically with regards to the Nosach on Chaba'v of Nahem. Today in Mincha, on T'sha'be'av, we have a specific prayer that we inject into the tishkon Betuch Yerushalayim. are specific tifilot that are said, or berachot that are said only once a year. So someone once asked me a riddle, what are three? This is one of them, Nahem, is only said in Minha. The words in Nahem as we describe how the city, Sion, is Hareva and bizuya. it's desolate and it's destroyed. And the claim was maybe we should change the wording, maybe we should add the word shahayeta. the city was because it's no longer desolate, and disgusting, and destroyed, and embarrassed, shameful, and so forth. Hacham Vadia Yosef vehemently protested that he has a Teshubah and He later wrote in his Chazon HaVadya, he says, absolutely not. What's his rationale? Why not? Jerusalem is beautiful today. His claim is that Jerusalem, until it is religiously fully intact, we're not going to but change yet, the tefillah. Yet he doesn't use it over here. You have to argue, even though he doesn't say it explicitly, that his claim would be: We're not going to change a prayer, which in his mind was nitkan even nachem by by means of our society until we're a hundred percent sure. With regards to doing the kiriat, so to speak, a shev'al taaseh, it's inappropriate in this day and time, based on our understanding of the salachah, to do that kiriyah. On the other end of the spectrum, however, Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Arbach, Rabbi. Salvechik, and others argue that even bisman should do kiri'ah. Any Sephardic poskim on that side that come to mind? No. Doesn't mean there aren't any. But l'halacha, I would tell you quite clearly, and I don't know if you asked me. I wish you had, but I don't know if you asked me, I would tell you even, t- I would tell you specifically today, we don't, you t- it's unnecessary and perhaps even not right to do a kiri'ah on Yerushalayim. That all has not resolved or addressed our second issue, and that's Makom Mikdash, seeing the Kotel, seeing the Dome of the Rock. So that's our second issue over here. Why would I distinguish? Well, let's first see the angle to say that you shouldn't do Kiri'at today. In this book called Mekor Hayim, in Bet, it's written by Rabbi Chaim David Halevi. Rabbi Chaim David Halevi was the Sephardic chief rabbi of Tel Aviv Yafo. He writes at the beginning, he quotes from Rabbi Tzvi Yehuda Koch. Rabbi Tzvi Yehuda Koch was the son of Rabbi Avraham Yitzchak Kohen Koch, the famous Rav Koch. This is his son, uh, the rabbi of Rehovot, for many years. He says that he was more, his Pesachalacha was Liftor Mikrial Makom hamikdash. Even Harabait, we don't do on his claim was. His reason was, the true reason for tearing our clothing, for the Agmat Nefesh on Harabait, is not per se because we're lacking the mikdash, but rather because we don't have control of the place. If we have control of the place, as we do today, no We don't really have a control. difference
1: between the two. Yeah, we, we do
0: The waqf has control. We've given the waqf control of the place, but ultimately speaking, it's in our possession. It's his claim at least. All right, you could Wait, But what's the, what's
1: the difference between the two things you said?
0: Why would you distinguish between what? What do you mean? Between it being in our hands, and have
1: if it was in our hands, you'd make a beth of mikdash.
0: Are you certain about that?
1: I mean, when I say our hands, I mean, you know, Harambam's
0: no well, Haram Bam's understanding in Hilchot Melachim is that we're only going to rebuild the Mikdash once the Mashiach comes. Ah. So it's not per se that if it's fully in our control, we're going to build the mikdash. That's his claim. And in turn, Vineralif aniuta Ati says, <laughs> David otam. I'll give another reason why. In my mind, he says we shouldn't do and It goes something along the following lines. He says, Listen, the mikdash was an integral, is an integral vision of traditional Judaism. The Torah talks about Lefne Hashem Makoma, Mikdash, Mishkan so much. However, to argue that during time of Galut, when we don't have Mikdash, we've lost all is to be losing picture and sight of what we do without the Mikdash. As a matter of fact, he quotes the Gemara Masechet Gitin, when Rabban Yohanan ben Zakkai was asked, what would you like to save before the destruction of the Mikdash? What does he request? Yavne vechachamea, the rabbis, the scholars of that time period. And of course, the Gemara criticizes him. Why didn't you ask for the Mikdash? The Gemara explains he didn't think he would get it. But says to David Alevi, wait a second, listen to the, the, the wisdom of his claim of what he wanted. He wanted continuity of Judaism. He wanted the sacred Uh, groundwork and foundation of Judaism, which is our Torah. In fact, the Gemara has a famous statement, beta Mikdash, Baruch, from the day of the destruction of the Mikdash, we still find God the Shechinah through shel Halacha, which means say through Torah. So to argue that, so to speak, we've lost all because we don't have Mikdash is to lose a broader perspective. It's not to say we don't want Mikdash, but to say that we're gonna do Kiri'ah because we don't have Mikdash is so to speak, to be accepting we don't have anything. Writes hamikdash in the in the third paragraph or yes we've lost an important place for worship of God It's yes, is still very appropriate to commemorate and to realize we don't have that place. However, to argue that we lost all? Well, Kiri'ah, when a person passes away, is once. Kiri'ah, when a person passes away, we don't do it every year when we commemorate their death. We did it once, at the time when it was most sour, most difficult. His suggestion is in today's day and age, we're no longer at that stage any longer. And in turn, coupling his logic with Rabbi Rav Cook's logic, he suggests that we shouldn't do kirya even on Makoma Mikdash, the fact that- And once,
1: like he was just saying. Not yeah.
0: even, well, you know, once, what, what, maybe, you know, what, once upon a time, what, what's so to changed speak.
1: Though? No, were you saying you're gonna do it year, that you do What has changed, that
0: after 19, no, no, no. So no, not no. every time you see No, you, no, no, you do it no, once. no, you have Chabe'av every year. You don't do kirya. as okay. a suggestion. What changed is after 1967? We have control, or more control? I guess. Is he the only who argued this way? Not the only, although it appears to be a minority view. In source number nine, that was uh, Rabbi Shlomo Gorin. Rabbi Shlomo Gorin was the Ashkenazic chief rabbi at the time uh, of Hachamov Yosef. That's right after the, the Six-Day War. And he he was the head of, he was the rabbi of Tzahal. He's the famous uh, picture and video of sounding the shofar at the Kotel. So he was there initially in the uh, in the periodical, maybe in the newspaper, Hasoveh, it's quoted here in Shelo Teshbot Bet Mor in source number nine, he made the claim much along the lines with similar logic as in David Halevi that today it's no longer appropriate to sound uh, to, to rip our clothing for harabayit for seeing ma'akom mikdash Why not? He even makes it even you know makes it sound ironically terrible to do so. He says we're going to say shechianu on the fact that finally we've returned to Yerushalayim, we have control of it. And at the same time, we're ripping our clothing. It looks ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Now, it's interesting that if you look further you on, that, if you look, why?
1: You could say, just not do Shekhyano. Maybe you
0: shouldn't do Shekhyano. Again, his assumption is Shekhyano is appropriate. You're not happy that we have Yerushalayim today. You are happy. So once you're happy, so then why are you ripping your clothing? He did, however, change his opinion. In source Dude, number 11. Why do, we, why
1: do we, at weddings, why do we stamp stomp on the glasses? the same thing, now?
0: We're still remembering the instruction of the best. no question. To do a Kirya means that I'm losing a person Part of my clothing in Judaism, we generally use the glass. What do you mean? I understand, not exactly <laughs> the, big, the same it's like thing, the big, it's the not thing exactly thing the same in thing. And furthermore, and furthermore, with regards to what ripping clothing means in Judaism, that's the loss of a person. That is the highest with regards to showing our sorrow. In source number 11, it, it's it's a source which he repeated or at the very least published more than once later on. He was, Jose, then why would
1: we fast which, for it? if you're not gonna rip your clothes Again,
0: commemoration and a realization that this is Makoma Mikdash, which we lost. You're, you're missing the nuance over here, Leo. You're not understanding. I can be sad that something and someone's lost. Many people, not Syrians so much, haven't been hugged to fast on the day that a parent or a relative passed away. They don't rip their clothing. Ripping clothing is demonstrative of the greatest moment, the potency of the lost that we don't do any longer. To fast is appropriate, is to commemorate and to realize the destruction of something and someone that I long for.
1: More
0: that was quite clear based on what I just told you okay. yes indeed anyway Rabbi Gorin here in source number 11 changed his opinion and he instead and we'll read it just very briefly and then we'll go back to understanding why he may have changed he says He says we cannot argue that since we have control of Jerusalem and HaRabayit that we no longer do a Kiri'ah For example, he cites from Talmud Yerushalmi, Every generation during which the Mikdash was not rebuilt, It's, so to speak, as if that generation destroyed it. Now, using that statement, not taking it too literally, but understanding what it's saying, he says, in turn, our generation is guilty for not having the Mikdash. It's as if the Mikdash is destroyed today he says that's still very potent that's still very clear so in other words even if we've lost vision of how how severe this is how long he is says after the statement
1: his, then his first
0: one i'm not certain <laughs> the first one seems to be shortly after uh, the, the recapturing of harabait I'm not certain about the timing. Oh, like when they weren't
1: sure what was going to be I'm not certain.
0: I'm not certain the exact timing on it. It's an interesting okay. question to research. However, why would he have changed his opinion? Well, he stated that reason, but he was also attacked. He was also attacked, halakhically speaking, not physically. In She'lo Tishubot Yaski Abdi, that same Teshubah we were mentioning earlier, Chacham Ovad he specifically uh, mentions this article. If you look in the last paragraph, Udiloka ka'asher ha'yiti be'iton ha'assofe, mi'om Erev Shabbat koder, he says, and not like I just read a few weeks ago, or at some point, Parashat Korach in this newspaper, in this periodical, this weekly uh, that, that that you're not supposed to own Makom Hamikdash. What's his reasoning? Well, he says in the beginning of Source Number Ten, even if, and as Joe mentioned earlier, to argue that we have full control of Makom Hamikdash, not so simple. And as, as a matter of fact, uh, Rabbi Gorin afterwards actually says explicitly, we handed it over to the waqf. In other words, as, uh, to, to argue that it's actually ours, we you kind of... It's waqf in Hebrew? Vav, vav, Kov kof, feh, sofit. But Chachamu Vadeh says, even if we have full control, he says, it's still Nikret b'cholbana, kevan sheimano Shutli liyekanesh sham... Ad bo'goel ha'goel vi'tahero tanal yide hazate efparah. You're still not allowed to go into all the places on Harabayit, and as a result, to argue that it's fully in our control, it's not fully in our control. So that's why we're doing kirya. Kol yosed al Yerushalayim lo sirichim As I mentioned earlier, Hacham Avdi much like others, is posek that on Yerushalaim no kirya. M'kevan chatahitachilto Yisrael lechrak. He makes that split. Again, what's the logic for the split? On the one hand, we have control of Jerusalem. That establishes it as no longer bechorbanu. Makom mikdash it's still bechorbanu. You don't have access to it. You don't have the mikdash there as a result to argue that you shouldn't do kiriyah is inappropriate. With Moshe Feinstein, who was one of our lenient ones with regards to Jerusalem in source number 12, in his igrot Moshe, or ha-mikdash, iman aval kishrohe makom mikdash ha-adain but There you go, Joe. That's what I was telling you earlier. You must uh, rend your garments, you must uh, tear your clothing. It's simple. It's oh, a simple oh, oh, statement. I I, uh, yeah. In source number thirteen and fourteen, Rabbi Salavechik is the same Rabbi Salavechik we mentioned earlier. This time in the book and Hacham Yosef in his hazon just a page later on the page Taf Lamit Likewise, that when seeing Makom Hamikdash even Bisman Haze, it's a necessity. It's an obligation to do a kiri'ah. which means to say, well, not everyone. We still had an opinion. We had Rav Kook, we had B'chayim David Halevi, who disagreed. We had the original opinion of Rabbi Goran. But yes, the vast majority of poskim, when it comes to bizman hazeh makom mikdash are posek that you should tear your clothing. Very so therefore, halach. Way. Therefore, I speak for yourself. Therefore, halachalam <laughs> aase, and maybe you want to change it the next time you're in Jerusalem, says you will not or should not, at least in my opinion, opinion of Chacham Vader Yosef and many others, do two kiriot any longer when going to the kotel, for example, one on Yerushalayim and the second time on the kotel. Instead, we do one. We don't do on Yerushalayim any longer. We don't consider Yerushalayim charevai, even though we yearn, we look forward to it being purified and everything coming together in the way that we. We really want it from a religious standpoint, but when you get to the Kotel, when you see the Dome of the Rock, even from afar, it's at that moment that you stop and you are supposed to tear so your clothing. So if you
1: clothing. see it yes. from a, like a tayel, rip your clothing? Ta'yelet. Yes. Yes. With uh, a Bar mitzvah, like since it's like a, does not does it override
0: it? Go beforehand. Like a, go a, to, no. A lot of people no, do No, go to the Kotel beforehand. That that would be and should be the Halakha Le on this matter. Where, where's it? What's the border? What would... Again, I'm telling you not to do it on Yerushalayim, but it would be on, would be on the old city of It would be, 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 be the real
1: old city. It would be the real old
0: city, real old city of Yerushalayim. That's right, that's, right, that's right. So again, just one last time, halakha on this, without any of the explanations that we talked about and worked through. no longer a reality as a result, no longer a Haroe makom still a reality no mikdash there until we have binyana mikdash not only control and jurisdiction of the place whether we do or don't to the full extent today you will and should be doing a kiryah upon seeing the kotel and the dome of the rock Baruch Adonai